Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, folks, and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We've got a great lineup for you today. We're going to visit with Guy Williams, president of Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. We'll get the latest on inflation news. We'll talk about the Securities and Exchange Commission official whose email account was hacked. Things not to save, such as gift cards, frequent flyer miles, points, latest budget troubles. We'll talk about Hertz and EV vehicles and where that's headed. Are we heading into a recession, or is it just going to be ugly in 2024? We'll cover those topics. Rafael Goinecci joins us in the 11 o'clock hour. President, Metropolitan Crime Commission, year-end breakdown of violent crime and auto thefts are interesting when we look at it from a district perspective. Two-thirds of the homicides and shootings are concentrated in three districts. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the most recent indictments and uh, some of the federal investigations looking into city officials. We all know that we're facing this Arctic polar vortex blast, whatever you, however you want to refer to it. The bottom line is it's going to be damn cold, and the duration is going to be longer than what we are accustomed to. And that in and of itself presents some problems. So Danny Griffin, uh, the owner of Pipes Are Us, that's who I go to when I have a plumbing challenge, joins us. Danny, welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? Doing well, Danny. So, Danny, obviously, um, very frigid temperatures below 30 for a long period of time. Typically, we have times where we dip below freezing, but we're not there for very long, not many hours. What does this present as it relates to a challenge as opposed to the alternative? Well, sometimes if you really look at it is, is like you said, when you have freezing temperatures that dip for a little while, Normally, when the sun comes up, normally it starts heating up a lot faster, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen Wednesday where it's going to be or Tuesday where it's going to be hot enough to make anything thaw out or those kind of issues. That's where we're going to run into the problem, and those are going to always be an issue when the temperature stays, I want to say, between 12 hours of freezing Mm -hmm. or hard freeze. So when we when we think about a slab home versus a, a raised home, let's talk about a raised home first. So, for example, obviously, if your pipes that run underneath your house aren't wrapped and you haven't wrapped them by now, it's probably too late unless you're able to get under there. What should you do if, in fact, that's what you're presented with? The best thing to do, and I tell everybody this, is to run the furthest fixture away from your water service. And your water service is what the water that comes into your house from the city. 
hot so and that's, cold. So that's typically would be somewhere towards the front of the home, right, either on the left or the right-hand side uh, where it comes in. And then you would want to go to the back of the structure, I guess, to see where the faucet would be the furthest down the line ro- uh, located. And that, Correct. And, it, and in that case, the water just runs through the is is moving through the entire system, right? As much as you can. I mean, you will have some dead spots in it, but that will cover a good portion of your house, and that's really the best that you're going to be able to do. And I tell everybody this also: hot and cold pencil stream. Not any more than that. That's all it needs for it not to freeze. And please don't run multiple fixtures because if everybody in every city runs multiple fixtures it's going to drop the water pressure down you know for emergency services so if you were to run uh, obviously your tap water outside at the faucet is cold water right uh where would be the best location to run hot water i actually what i would do is i would find a faucet um again furthest away from your water service to run hot and cold through that would be the best place to do it because it will be inside and you really don't want to run anything on the outside because, you know, you have to run it a whole lot more for it not to freeze. Right. Any difference in the approach if you live in a slab home? No, I mean, it's pretty much the same. And But, you know, again, slab homes are going to be a whole lot more protected than a raised house. Um, the, the biggest thing you have to worry about on a slab house is going to be the water service coming in or any of your hose bibs on the outside, those that you want to make sure are insulated or wrapped in some kind of way, even if you have to wrap a rag around it if you can't find insulation. Let's say you have uh, an auxiliary structure, um, like a cabana for a pool, that you may have a bathroom out there. You may have a a toilet and a sink. Uh, Any precautions relative to these porcelain fixtures, I mean, that are outside? There's not heat out there and things of that nature. I've actually seen cases where uh, toilet tanks have actually frozen up and cracked and the water starts running. That's actually a great question because I've been doing some interviews lately and a lot of people have been asking about antifreeze. And I tell everybody, if your house is heated, you don't need antifreeze in anything. But if you have a cabana that does have heat, you can either drain your toilet, um, turn the water off to your toilet, drain it down, uh, and suck the water out of the bowl and out of the tank, and that will definitely stop it. Or, you know, you can take a cup of antifreeze and put it into the back of the tank and put it into the bowl to try best to, to, to where it won't burst. But, you know, when you're dealing with antifreeze, it can be dangerous. So I would do the first one more of turning off the water and flushing the toilet, sucking the water out of the bowl and sucking the water out of the back of the tank, and that should correct everything. Because when it freezes, it expands, right? And and you, you're putting a lot of pressure on that porcelain, and that porcelain's not really designed to be out in 24, 25-degree weather. No, sir, it's not. And that that's why I tell everybody – Again, if it's an exposed toilet, those are the things you want to make sure that you put, like, a, a sink outside. You have water in your pee trap. You know, again, a small amount of antifreeze in it. It's called winterizing a house. When we winterize a house that's a vacant home, we'll take the antifreeze and we'll put it in the drains as far as the lavatories, kitchen sinks, anything with a pee trap to make sure it doesn't freeze up. But, again, I go back to it is dangerous you got to be careful when you're using it. And then once you're not freezing anymore, you got to flush it out really well. We're visiting with Danny Griffin, the owner of Pipes R Us, talking about how you winterized your home. And uh, we only have, what, 24 hours here before we uh, really need to start taking all of these precautions. 
Danny, uh, obviously, uh, the intake where the cold water line comes into the house, it's typically exposed right before it either goes into the slab or it goes into the wall of a raised house or under the house. What should you do at that point uh, in that location where the, the pipe is exposed coming out of the ground and, it, and is typically at, what, about two to three feet of exposure? Yeah, if you if you you have to insulate it. Again, like I said, I know there's been a run on insulation. A lot of people can't find it, and everybody's kind of a little bit of a panic. But the best way, take a towel, wrap it around it, duct tape it, you know, anything to insulate this, and then run your water on top of it. Someone was telling me there's value in in putting newspaper around and then uh, putting a towel and then putting plastic on top of that. Any truth to that? I mean, you could put the plastic on it because if it does rain or, you know, any kind of any kind of moisture gets to that towel, it could freeze that up also. So, you know, you could do that. Um, but the biggest part is, is at least just getting it insulated. If you can't find the plastic or you can put a garbage bag around the towel itself to kind of keep the moisture off of it. Yeah. Final thoughts? Any other uh, little tidbits? Really, you know, I tell everybody this, you know, a couple of things is that when you run your water, Again, a small pencil stream of hot and cold for the furthest fixture. That's really the biggest thing you need to do. And also, after this freeze, please, if you don't have insulated pipes, get them insulated. And, you know, start getting it prepared for the following year. It's just kind of like hurricane season with generators. Everybody kind of falls off after hurricane season and they take a sigh of relief. Well, this happens also with freezes. I got through this then right when you need it, again, you might not be able to find a plumber or you might not be able to find the material. So prepare before you need it. And we're not, there's no guarantee that we're not going to have another Arctic blast either, right? Uh, we're still, uh, we're still early onset in the winter. Correct. I'm, from what I'm looking at, it, 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 we might have a, a, some, more, some more issues down the road at the end of the month or in the beginning of the next month that we're going to have that. And again, you know, I'm just going off the weather myself, but you know, if we get through this over the next couple of days and you are concerned, please call someone or please go get the insulation, insulate your pipes. Danny Griffin, uh, owner of Pipes for Us, thank you so much for your time, your insight. Truly appreciate it. I know the folks know that when I have a plumbing challenge, this is the guy I call. Thank you, Danny. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All righty. We'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870. When we come back, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to talk a little bit about this open versus closed primary. Why does this appear in the legislative call of the special session? I have my thoughts. I'll share those with you when we return. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. You know, when I first saw the call for the special session, I was um, a little bit surprised. The, the legislature historically has had difficulty in drawing congressional districts. Um, there's been a big tug of war going on. Uh, I was not surprised by adding the Supreme Court because that's an issue that has some exigency to it. And uh, I think they could probably get that done in the short period of time of the special session. But all of the other issues that were added, uh, one being open versus closed primary, uh, the desire to close primaries. What races? Is it going to be federal races? Will it be state races? Will it be local races? Well, we don't know. No one has said anything as of yet. There's been no agenda that's been uh, provided for, uh, language has been provided for, so that we know. And this is an important issue to us, right? Because we have a number of folks in the state, in fact, 27% of Louisianans are not registered as a Republican or a Democrat. So you would only be allowed to vote in the general election depending on whether or not uh, they would make space for you or whether or not you can declare that you want to vote in the Republican or Democrat closed primary. I suspect that's not the path um, that this legislature and this governor is going to take. But simply put, this is payback to the Republican Party. You will recall that I was incredibly upset by the way the Republican Party acted out in violation of their own rules in order to guarantee the endorsement of an individual that they decided on. They're not elected individuals, and I'm not one that likes to give all that authority to a party, whether Democrat or Republican. I don't know these people. Why should they decide for me who is going to be best suited to lead the state of Louisiana? And I would think that there are a lot of like-minded Louisianians because most Though the recent polls have revealed that the majority of folks feel exactly the same way. It's interesting that the fastest growing political aff affiliation in this country are independents. Why is that? I often say that the best thing that the Republican Party has going for it is the Democratic Party, and the best thing the Democratic Party has going for it is the Republican Party. And that's a sad commentary. But the reality is, is that in light of the conduct of the Louisiana Republican Party here recently, why would we want to entrust anything to these people? That would be, in my view, absolutely crazy. There are only 16 states that still have uh, either completely or partially closed primaries. A lot of those st other states have moved to hybrid systems, not quite where we are. There are five states, I believe, uh, very close to where, like we are, Louisiana. In fact, we are the envy 
of many states that would love to adopt this system, but they don't have the political oomph. They don't have enough forward-leaning elected officials to consume political capital to do so. Because those that are empowered in those states are not willing to give it up. And I never realized exactly how crazy this was until I became very active in the Major County Sheriff's Association. I began to meet a lot of sheriffs from a lot of areas around the country where closed primaries were, at that time, that this goes back to the early 2000s, 2007, 8, and 9, uh, at that time, had to run in these closed primary systems. And I talked to individuals that have waited on the sidelines for 20 years because the powers to be in their party didn't believe that it was their time yet. And I'm talking about folks that are incredibly educated that had just decided that their father or their grandfather was in law enforcement, had been a sheriff or a chief or whatever, and that was their dream was to put themselves out there for the public to decide whether or not they were uh, worthy of being elected. But before they could ever get to that point in time, they waited in this line that's arbitrarily created by certain little power brokers within a party system that decides whether or not you the man or you the lady or otherwise. And things tend to move very slow. And on top of that, they tend to really force the outliers in the party to be elected. And what we know is, is that they produce candidates who aren't really representative of the average voter. Now, think about that for a moment. Everyone agrees you elect the extremes. And everyone knows that the vast majority of people lie between the extremes. So... Why would there be a move to basically disenfranchise a lot of people from being involved in the primary system who decide that they're fed up with either party? And what does that say about our democracy? That our political leaders are basically asking us and asking this legislature to go to a closed primary system so that less people will vote, because that is the exact outcome. We have a pretty abysmal record right now with an open primary system. It's going to be even worse with a closed primary system. And what a lot of people don't realize is that if you're not kissing enough of the proverbial you-know-what within that party system, they'll lock you out. So you have to succumb to their desires. You become beholden to the party, not the citizens of the state of Louisiana. This is all about winning. This isn't about governing. This is about winning, plain and simple. When you're electing people that are not representative of the average voter's thought process, obviously that's telling in and of itself, right? It seems to me that those that are running in an open primary system are closer to their constituents. They're paying closer attention to where they are. They're paying closer attention to where they fall on contemporary issues. And for those that still want to be on the far right or the far left, 
they can continue to be so. They can continue to uh, support and try to help elect those individuals as well. But in this case, everybody gets a shot in an open primary system. You're not wor- You're not waiting around in you know some smoke-filled back room meeting with party representatives that nobody knows anything about. They've not put themselves out before the public. The public hasn't voted them in, so to speak. And when they do run those types of elections to, to elect party representatives, typically the only people that vote are the people that are actively involved in the party because nobody else knows who these people are. Nobody knows who they stand for, right? And then when they get into the party structure, they're not really willing to take on the party structure because they'll be shut out. And we saw that happen just recently as it relates to the endorsement in the governor's race. It is what it is. I know a lot of people get upset when I say it, but that's what it was. There was an anointed candidate, and all other Republicans were locked out. And the first thing that happens is the dark money, the PACs, and everything else align with the party because most of that is controlled by the party. So don't think that it doesn't have significant downstream implications. It does. The message that needs to be sent that those in the state legislature that may embark upon voting up or down on this closed primary system is if you vote to go closed, we will close you out. And that message needs to be sent loud and clear. If you're anything like me, you do not want to be beholden to the Republican or Democratic Party. I will not be compelled to vote for people that they decide to put up who I don't believe in my own humble opinion. And this is my opinion. I'm not saying it has to be yours. I am not going to vote for them. Not now, not ever. Because I'm in it for the long haul, the long game. I'm not in it for the short haul, the short game. I'm not in it for power. Power in a buck fifty gets you on a Nazi bus. Not there. Not in, that's not what's important. What's important is how we can bring people together and move this state forward. There's hardly a political analyst or scientist out there that says that a closed primary system is the path to get us there. In fact, I believe it's the path to further divide. It's about perpetuating the party, not perpetuating democracy. It's about perpetuating an ideology, not about sitting and listening to folks. And certainly, it's not about compromise. It's amazing that in all other structures in our life, we are willing to sit down and talk, whether it's in your marriage, a relationship, your employment, your kids playing at the playground, meeting with uh, school officials or otherwise, willing to sit down, work through issues, create an environment of compromise for the greater good, for the good of our children, for the good of our family, for the good of ourselves. Yes, there's a hint and a touch of selfishness in there for sure, but not to the point that we want to beat down 
the citizenry, disenfranchise voters in order to perpetuate a party. Those are just some of the dangers here. But don't underestimate how important this truly is. The momentum in this country is towards open primaries, not away from open primaries. Not unlike many other things that we have done in elections in the state of Louisiana, we've been ahead of the curve. We've been the leader of the pack. Let us not take a step backwards. We'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. number of uh, political analysts and political scientists say that in a closed system, it rewards being a jerk, being obnoxious, savaging others. So if you change the incentives, the politicians are going to run differently. And he says, I think a lot of people like that. Remember, I said that the momentum in the country was moving towards open primaries, not closed. Let's go to Wayne. Wayne, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Noel. Good morning. Hey, I had a – the way you delivered about, you know, the position that the governor has taken and moving – the you know, moving the state toward uh, the closed primaries uh, is, was very eloquently stated, and I think that we, more people in the state should listen to that conversation. Uh, my only, my fear, I mean, I don't have a, a fear with the conversation that you had. My mm-hmm. fear is with the new governor. It's only 15 days into the year, and he's already making decisions that are groundbreaking putting us in the wrong direction. And my only thing is I just hope that he doesn't continue on that path to make decisions for the state that's going to put us in a, in a negative space. So yeah, that, I mean, I was, I was kind of surprised that this was in the, in the call for the special session. I think it's a political payoff. I think he's paying back the Republican Party for them 
engaging in the shenanigans that they engaged in in order to endorse him. Um, there, in my mind, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, that this comes up so early on. Uh, and the reason I'm talking about it this morning, I have felt very strongly about open primaries. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not uh, negative about Jeff Landry because he wants to be in a closed primary. I just think that we ought to do it in a fashion that uh, we have more time to talk about it, more time to debate the topic. Uh, it really belongs in a regular session. And um, and voters are going to have an opportunity to vote on this because uh, I think it's going to require a constitutional amendment. It's going to change elections here. Um, and then the breadth and depth of this, Wayne, I mean, you know, it could be for federal officials only. We've tried that a couple of times. Um, it could be state officials only. It could be federal and state. But to bring it down to local, I think that there should be a much more robust debate, conversation on that issue, because I really believe that all politics are local. And what really moves the needle in your quality of life and my quality of life are local elections. And before we go tinkering with that, I would like to have a long look-see as to what they're going to do. Because as I said before, roughly a third of people don't identify with being a Democrat or a Republican. And unless you give them a path, see, some states have closed primaries, but they allow the independents to choose if they want to participate in the Republican primary or the Democratic primary. What I'm hearing, uh, both publicly, what's reported and and in the back channels is they want no part of that. And that is a and huge it's, it's problem. It's for obvious reasons. Yeah. It's for obvious reasons. So they can it's about control. Well, be, hey, well just think about this. And, and, Do you think they're going to be open and receptive to Republicans who were registered Republicans and have moved to being independent? I don't. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't see a warm and fuzzy. Hey, let, let me make one. Let me make one other comment. I just hope yes. that this this type of move is not indicative of what, of things to come. That's that's my only fear because just as you don't agree with it, I mean, obviously, I'm not really sure where this governor's head is at with in terms of who he's have allegiances to, who he have their paybacks to, and all, what all that looks like. I'm I'm scared for that. That's all I had to say, dude. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, Wayne. No, and, uh, you know, I'm not on that plateau right now. The plateau where I'm at is on this particular issue, and I've been on this issue from day one uh, when they didn't open uh, up the Republican Party to let Republicans go who had a desire to go run for governor to work through that party process, uh, to make themselves known, to offer themselves up, they were basically blocked. And that's with an open primary system. Imagine how bad it gets with a closed primary system. It's not going to get any better. Because the whole reason they did that is they didn't want a repeat of eight years ago when David Vitter and Jay Darden and others went through the first primary beating up on one another showing the differences, expressing to the public the frailties of the other candidates, 
whether their moral compass was impaired or where they stood on fiscal issues, where they stood on social issues, whether someone was right of right or whether someone was fiscally uh, conservative and socially moderate on certain issues in order to, to draw distinction. That's not what they want. They want to do all of this in a, in a back room, closed door. They want to anoint the person, move forward, because they don't want Republican money being split amongst a number of Republican candidates. So basically what it is, it's a filtration system where you don't get to see the good, the bad, and the ugly about all of these candidates because they want from day one to only put out a repurposed product that has been sanitized and only reveal to you what they desire to reveal to you. If that's what you want, then ask your state legislators to vote for a closed primary system because that's exactly what you're going to get. They've attempted it several times, both Republicans and Democrats, historically in an open primary system. But it don't work so good in an open primary system. But in closed, it's very difficult, and the only way that a Republican or a Democrat in a closed system that can break out is to leak stuff to the media, to try and create a, a media furor, to get the attention of voters and get the attention of Democrats because they're working in the back rooms as a mathematical smoothing coefficient. And that, that's where this goes. Who do we have, Coleman? Let's go to Joe. Joe, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hey. Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. It's Joe Marino. Hey, Joe. How are you? Former state Doing representative right. Joe, Dore- Joe Marino, uh, Democrat, right? No, independent. No, no now party. an independent. <laughs> no, I've been no party. I was... Oh, I thought no you were a Democrat the whole before, time, but I call myself okay. independent, but because no one knows what, you know, no party means, they think you don't care. <laughs> right. But I had heard about the um, forward party, which is exactly the opposite of a closed primary, um, which is where you have ranked choice voting and mm-hmm. you have to vote for two or three people. And then if, the, if your top choice doesn't make it, if someone doesn't get 50 percent, then it's then they start and they remove that person's votes and they push the other ones up. Uh, the whole process is designed to make, you know, each candidate appeal to the, the mass, you know, to all, to everyone, to Republicans and Democrats, not just to their own party. And it certainly seems, uh, you know, it, to be the polar opposite of what they're considering right now in the legislature. Joe, you've worked in the state legislature. I, I was surprised that this was in the call for the special session. Your thoughts? Yeah, it, it, it does seem very, very rushed to try to throw something like that into uh, an eight-day session. And the session, you know, started out what, what we expected to happen, or what we, you know, the court ordered us to do the um, to, to do the redistricting of the of the congressional map. And so then the Supreme Court wanted to get involved, but this is totally a surprise, you know, to, to see that, uh, that you want to also add in, oh, and by the way, we also want to make a closed primary so that we can 
maintain control uh, with our supermajority. And, you know, I think that's uh, what we're going to see a lot more of um, in this session is a lot more, you know, things being pushed through by one party and, and no input coming from the other side or from, you know, the, the other large group, which are the independents. Joe, I have a theory. It's a little Machiavellian, but uh, you seem to be able to wade through a lot of that. And you and I, have, you know, have been on the opposite sides of, of some issues and on the same side of others. I think it was I think it was in the call just to kind of smoke out the opposition. When you take into consideration that there's a supermajority on both the House and the Senate for Republicans, I think that uh, they think this is an opportunity to figure out who's where. And then in the capital outlay process, we'll start rewarding those that are with us and punishing those that are not. Your thoughts? That, that's entirely possible. I mean, this is really one, going to be one of the first tests with all of your new legislators. You, know, you have you have 34 brand new legislators in the House uh, that they've never voted, and uh, they're about to vote on something. So, that, yeah, that would be a, a real early tell as to whether or not uh, all of the Republicans are going to line up together or, or whether they're going to have a difference of opinion. And when you have that many, uh, they tend to corral together, right? Yeah, I mean, it's every, every there's session. A, there's a, a, there's an alpha horse that's trying to lead them all into the corral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's going to be more difficult than they think. You know, you can't, get, you can't really get 73 Republicans to easily agree to something and, unless you uh, start applying pressure to them. And uh, so it's, you know, this this first session before we even have our second session, which is going to be the session on crime, apparently in in February. uh, And that's going to bring the whole legislature into Baton Rouge to watch the criminal justice committee for a week or two. Uh, That's going to be another tell as to whether or not, you know, the the Republicans are going to uh, uh, vote in unison or at least have. 70 uh, in the House that are going to agree with uh, what what the governor wants. Yeah. Former Representative Joe Marino, thank you so much for calling in, Joe. Appreciate that you're listening to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I always enjoy listening to you as well. Sometimes I want to run off the road when we're talking about whatever certain topics, but... Hey, just stay safe, man. Just stay around for another day for us to disagree. Yeah, well, we can talk more about in the crime session if you want, because I got a lot of opinions on that. There you go. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. When we come back after the top of the news break, we'll visit with Raphael Goyaneci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. We'll talk about a number of issues. And in the 12 o'clock hour, we will visit with Guy Williams, president of Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. And we'll talk about inflation and the economy, frequent flyer miles, points, gift cards, what you should do with those, and the latest budget troubles in Washington. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Newell on WWO. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 